and welcome to another episode of I Heart Geek. Another what if episode. What if? What um, if? I was wrecked. Um, we'll get into it in a minute. It was an emotional gut punch. Um, yeah, and, but it and, was beautiful. It, it was, was like getting getting emotionally gut punched, gut gut punched, gut punched, gut punched by like a a a, a bouquet of lilies with a <laughs> newborn kitten and, in Santa the Claus. middle and, and, and here's, Santa Claus. Here's Santa a funny Claus spoiler. Went for a headshot. When I first watched it, I would have been lucky to have given it a C minus. The more I thought about it, the more I liked it because I figured out what I didn't like about it. But we'll get into that as we do it. Mm-hmm. And real quick before I introduce everybody, uh, a quick word from Mr. George Eddy. Hey, Geek Rock stars, it's contest time. You know, during our What If uh, series, we have this little nine-week contest that you can be a part of. During these episodes and our normal content, you'll have the chance to win some super cool iHeartGeek swag, like this t-shirt. It's great, isn't it? So your quest, if you choose to accept it, is visit at iHeartGeek on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube, and of course on our Facebook page, where you need to like, comment, and follow us. Once you do that, you'll receive an entry for doing each on each channel. So my math is bad. That's four entries. I think that's a total of 36 chances to win. I mean, we'll answer, you know, it's going to be fun. It's a game. We like games. We like fun. So remember, like, comment, subscribe for your chance to win. So good luck, Geek Rock Stars. And remember, keep geeking. I can't do it. We're doing it live. <laughs> keep geeking on. Okay, so thank you, Chris, for letting us know the contest thing. I'm Dub. I'm here with Satomi. I'm here with Courtney. I'm surrounded by the women's. Yay! Life is Yay! good. Uh, you, guys, you guys just make me look better. So it's, it's good. Yes. Two, um, two ladies. So today was the what if, and it was what if Doctor Strange lost his heart instead of his hands? When I first heard that um, that title, I'm like, oh, this is going to suck. Because I thought they literally would have had to do a heart transplant. I thought transplant. it was literally That's what heart. I thought, too. Yeah. And that was a, it was a weird expectation to give you but i will say um and i want to give my first my first thoughts on my issue with it when it starts i mean i i like the concept of it it's it's interesting but i hated that that i don't know it's a three to five minute segment in when they keep repeating the same story over and over and over and over again like groundhog day and and i thought oh my gosh i hate this so much and then i went and thought back it was the same thing in Doctor Strange, the movie, and I hated that part so much that it bothered me. When I went back and thought about it, and I, this one I rewatched. I loved it after I was able to put that out of my head. Am I the only one on that? Yep. Okay. In, in this room, yeah. <laughs> that, that's fair. Because just simply because it's, I think it's a given whenever you're talking uh, time travel, especially time travel where you're trying to change the past, mm-hmm. it's it's the only way to convey that effort. Yeah, you know. But I, I mean, I, I get what you're saying. But yeah, it's the it's it's just what other way can you tell that yeah. story? And, and I what- think we had to see we had to see the mounting frustration and sadness that. Doctor Strange was going through mm-hmm. every time she died mm-hmm. because he could not figure out. I mean, he he thought he was fixing it the one time and then it didn't work and then it continued to not work. And, yeah. and we all know when we when we want to do something, if 
it keeps going wrong, we get frustrated. We don't know what we're doing wrong. And then to have the ancient one come in and say, well, you can't do it because of this. And all yeah. I heard was Dr. Two, Dr. Who in the background, 10 going fixed point in time. I'm sorry. Yes. I was yes. about to say <laughs> by the ancient one, you mean the doctor, right? <laughs> right. Like all I saw was, all I saw was 10 and it was Vesuvius. Yes. You know, there, there was two heavily borrowed from Dr. Who issues in this one, not issues, but parts in this. The first one was the fixed point in time. And honestly, this is the second, I think that Dr. Who explains it better, but this was, this came a close second but it's the same rules apply. And I think the, the other one that uh, they borrowed from the doctor really strongly was um, remember the doctor who episode when he has to keep reliving his life over and over again, and keeps having to punch through the diamond wall. Oh God, that episode also tell me, me that oh. what he went through when he kept killing the demons over and over and over and over and over again, that part didn't bother me, by the way, but that felt so, I think that borrowed from that episode. It had the same kind of emotional feel and it just kept getting a little bit farther and you just kept seeing it. It goes for a millennium, you know? Yeah, it's the, I mean, well, it's it's that, it is, it is definitely a human theme of, um, where where desire of any kind you know especially in this particular case from loss becomes obsession yeah um and what's the line um it's not no it was no it wasn't the watcher who said it It was the the other guy been the guy that he he meets at the library of calios he said there's a fine line between love despair and delusion yeah oh that was yeah well you know another line that was fantastic was the one the watcher delivered he goes i i would love to stop him and tell him he's on the wrong path but it destroy the timeline and he wouldn't listen anyway anyway well yeah. and he says yeah. it's also it was too dangerous yeah. for the rest of the timelines yeah, yeah. and yeah and that so. answers a lot of questions about what is going on with the Watcher. This was yeah. really the first clue we've gotten with the Watcher. There was another this- really beautiful line, and I'm so sorry. We'll get back to the clues on the Watcher. But when uh, the librarian is, is is old, yeah, and he's you know he said, "Well, I can fix this. I can bring you bring you back." And he said, "Well, no, because I essentially I chose to live mm-hmm. while you were in this." So back to the mm-hmm. Watcher. Go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I was just saying that. We haven't gotten a lot from The Watcher yet, which has been kind of disappointing in the series for me. But this, I feel like, is the first clue of, okay, so we are building to something on this. It's not just going to be disparate episodes. There is something going on here. And I know this that- is This is the first time our characters have interacted directly with The Watcher. Mm-hmm. And Doctor Strange knew who he was. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's got all the knowledge. Because he's, yeah, I mean, he says, I've read about you. I know what you are. You're a god. You can fix this. And he's like, nope. No, I can't. And he says, no, I'm not a god. Yeah. And I don't, I don't think anybody else that we've seen so far could have seen The Watcher. That's a good point. I don't think anybody is uh, mentally equipped, spiritually equipped, or otherwise to see The Watcher. Just or the you, nature of Stephen Strange sets him up that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if the Ancient One could, could talk to the Watcher. 
Well, she probably I, you, could. I mean, in I Loki, know. they were the only ones who, you know, the only reason they could see him was because they were, because they found him. They physically found him versus, mm-hmm. versus this case. So yeah, the, the, the ancient one, because they were, they were both, and forgive me, I'm blanking on the names, the Grand Sorcerer or whatever, Sorcerer Supreme. Sorcerer Supreme. Um, <laughs> that, uh, you know, with those powers, I think the ancient one would have been, would have been down. You know, she might have sat down for a drink mm-hmm. with the Watcher and been like, what Possibly. Yeah. And, but I mean, the other thing is, is Steven has to create a mirror dimension in order for the Watcher to show up. Because yeah. what he's yeah. doing, when he, the way that I understand it, and I could be wrong on listeners, if you have thoughts, when he's creating that bubble at the end, he's creating a mirror dimension. Mm-hmm. It's something he does in Doctor Strange. It's something he does in Infinity War. This goes back to the uh, WandaVision thing. Debate yeah, so he's yeah. creating the mirror, a mirror. And when he creates the mirror dimension, that's when the Watcher chooses to appear. We know the Watcher's been here all, the whole time. But it's not until then does he actually show himself. Do you think it's because Doctor that Strange. dimension is is sort of shielded from the other from the rest of the timeline, it so that it's a protected be. area where they can they can. It actually, would have to be. Yeah, it could be. Because they stop time. Mm-hmm. And the mm-hmm. and the librarian. That's what the mirror dimension does. Out of it. Mm-hmm. Now, being that. Why I think why he could see the watcher in the first place. I'm sorry, I'm kind of fan theorying right now. Um, Dude, why I think he could see the watcher in the first place is because he became the watcher at that moment because he did create two worlds and two realities he was watching that Stephen Strange was watching. So I think that could be part of it. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just I'm throwing it out there. Um, I, I can see, but I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily I'm not gonna go with it. Over it. I'm not gonna lose right. sleep over it. I don't but. necessarily go with it, but. I could see where you could get that idea. So now let's talk um, voice acting. Had all of the original cast. There was nobody that wasn't original cast uh-huh. except for the librarian. Perfect. Yeah, but he's new, so he's a new character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, um, I wasn't harping on that. So we got the Kraken thing again from did Captain we? Carter. Oh, yes, we did. Yes, we did. Oh, yeah. From so, the Captain Carter episode, we all of a sudden have this octopusy Kalula cracking thingy majiggy. We had, don't know what it is coming out of a portal, hmm. just so, like it did. So here's a question: Is he pulling these out of other dimensions, or yes. are these the ones out of his dimension that he's still That's, pulling out of? I don't know. I mean, huh. they they this talk is, about they the talk about stuff. these <laughs> they talk about these beings. You know, these beings have immense power and and who's to say that they don't jump back and forth? I think I think one thing is is I think our theory from last week is correct. I think they're building a dark Avengers or yeah. I've read something where it says Guardians of the Multiverse, but I think it's gonna be a big old team up. Mm. They at could the end use of the this, season and i think they're doctor tying strange. them all together mm-hmm, yeah they'll use this mm-hmm. doctor strange they'll use mm. t'challa they'll use captain carter well they'll, tell us what you read about yeah. the last episode today the last episode actually they they the guardians of the finally multiverse released. yeah yeah it's finally been released that's why we know 
the guardians of the multiverse and it has it has dr strange and and captain carter and wong and t'challa and those guys all in the so far released uh cast list but it's not complete um they must join together to defeat infinite vision and in this world um vision joins with ultron yeah and becomes evil and all powerful which will be fantastic which will be Mm -hmm. amazing um so now what i now what i want to ask you since i know that's the future stuff now let's talk about this episode in general this episode felt I mean, they've all felt kind of different. This one felt like it was in its own world compared to the last three episodes. Three or four, yeah. whatever it's been. This is four. This is four. This is okay, four. so yeah. three, ep- the, the first three episodes, you can definitely feel like, yeah, this is this is this show. This one, the storytelling and everything was so different. And I liked it so much better. It was just, you know, man versus himself in the most literal sense, mm-hmm. I think was... Well, it was a really, yeah. when you look at it and I, you know, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to geek out on mm. the production side. It was such a well-crafted episode. Mm-hmm. The writing was excellent. The mm-hmm. animation, you guys, the first time that he sees Christine, mm-hmm. they, mm. they had, I mean, like you could see the color in his cheeks, like you could see without, without them going overboard you could see how emotional that was for him and it was remarkable it was remarkable the score uh laura Carpenter's oh my score gosh is just the music was beautiful holy smokes like i i you know i sometimes i watch credits sometimes i don't i was like i have to keep these credits on because i need to hear the end of this piece it was mm-hmm. so stunning and and i don't know about you guys but i did the same thing i left it in and uh and i left the credits running and i was listening and i literally just sat there taking in everything that i've just yeah that battle him being destroyed because he cannot and then he find you know the realization of that that he destroyed his universe i mean it's just and the music underscoring all that like i sat there for a good while as the credits rolled Mm -hmm. yeah you know and you know, and I'm not saying these are this episode was better than the others or anything else because we're all t- we're trying to grade these on their own, but it was just different and it was yeah. so different and I loved it. So you guys, one of the things that really struck me about this episode is we've we've definitely seen man against himself battles before mm-hmm. and they've been great. But the thing is usually when we have that, the quote unquote bad version has like really gone to the dark side, you know? It's like mm-hmm. they've really gotten twisted into this evil thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe at the very end, they turn back and they're like, oh, I just, you know, blah, blah, blah. But in this case, he never really was truly evil. He was just Mm-mm. broken. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. he showed that in the eyes too, the whole time. Yes. Even when he was yeah. fighting himself. Yeah. Yes. Which made and it so much more of an interesting battle. Well, and usually... I mean, not always, but usually the quote-unquote good guy wins. 
Yeah. yeah. The good the good version wins and this time it didn't happen. Mm-mm. The bad because version really took to over. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah, so but yeah, so Tommy is absolutely correct. I agree with you. It's not that he was evil. He and he wasn't power hungry in the terms of being power hungry to have power mm-hmm. and to have control over it. No, he wanted to amass as much power as he could because he wanted to be able to stop this one thing that he needed to stop. I yeah. mean, and so he went about it wrong, but his intentions were actually rather noble. And we have, we, and again, we've seen that in other, you know, bad version, mm-hmm. bad version people, except that it always, there's a tipping point that he didn't get to, which we, I have not seen before. You know what I mean? Like he wasn't mm-hmm. the bad guy. He wasn't, mm-hmm. he, he was he just never the broken was the guy. bad guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I really, really enjoyed. So I want to ask you guys one more question. I want to ask you guys on your specialty. Um, and I'm going to start with um, Courtney. Now you're a writer. And then I'm going to ask mm-hmm. you as a performer. Okay. Tell me your thoughts on this. Cause, because I think this episode does merit it as a writer. What's your thoughts on this episode? This is some of the best writing we've seen from the what if series so far, I think. Um, the whole episode was like a gut punch from the mm. very moment. I mean, because, because they, they, he's in the accident two minutes into the episode and he loses Christine two minutes into the episode. And I mean, but there were so many wonderful lines and wonderful moments speaking about the nature of grief yeah, and how it can change a person and twist person and control a person. So I think this is some of the best writing we've seen. And I've been, you know me, I've enjoyed all of the what ifs thus far, but I think this is some of the best writing of the what ifs thus far. I can agree. Now, so tell me, as a performer, I want to get your take on it. Well, I mean, Benedict Cumberbatch. (laughs) Can do no wrong. We know this. Tilda Swinton. I mean, Benedict Cumberbatch having a war of words with himself. I mean, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Give me the cigarette. It's done. (laughs) Um, You know, it's just... Uh, but what what I found so special about this episode was uh, was again the animation captured what I'm sure was happening in the booth. Mm-hmm. You know the emotion on the face of the actor, mm-hmm. which you know we can. I mean, well, all all of CG is is a manipulation of human emotions, but the. It was so beautifully rendered. Well, let me tell you a, a secret that I, I found I know about the um, um, the animation on these. A lot, of these. a lot of these face things, they're using Adobe um, Photoshop. It's a program called Animator. And literally, you can create the face around, and it, can, it will animate your face, which is exactly... The mocap is what it is. Yeah, which is exactly okay. why I hated this when I first watched it because it looks like the motion comics, which I've never been a fan of. But that's why it's kept. But these guys caught their emotion right because that is their emotion because it was acting like Benedict Cumberbatch. It wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't a facsimile of. It was him. It was it's, him, which is why it was. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Okay, so let's. But, go, oh, go ahead. No, I just I I love the episodes. So oh, yeah. I'm still singing its praises. Okay, so since Blythe isn't here, I'm just gonna give. We're gonna do the grades. Uh, hey Blythe, what grade do you have? It's a Marvel, so it's A plus plus plus. It's the best thing I've ever seen. Okay, that that's that. There you go, Blythe. <laughs> so let's let's give our grades out and let's start with Satomi. What grades did you give this? I gotta say, for me, this really was an A plus. I loved it. I will watch it again. Mm-hmm. It's I can't stop thinking about it. It's haunting me, and that all always is is an A plus indicator for me. Courtney, I'm gonna give it an A plus as well for wow. very very many of the same reasons that Satomi has is is that and I mean I didn't watch it last. I actually watched it today on my lunch hour. Um. But here I am seven, eight hours later, and I'm still thinking about it. And I'm still mm-hmm. thinking about things in it. And and the music was just so, it was an emotion under, unto itself. And I yeah. mean, and like uh, one of our listeners and a friend of mine, Andy Wright, sent me a text last night. He's like, did you watch it yet? And I said, no. He goes, buckle in. <laughs> and, and I wrote him this, I, I watched it. And I texted him after I said, that was rough. because it it literally is a it is a gut punch from the get-go and Mm -hmm. you go on this deep dive of grief with dr strange yeah and it's a lot to take in and i loved it it is it is longing distilled i like that yeah that's really good yeah it's good to me this really was a piece of art Mm-hmm. Now, and I will say this. Okay, so the first, the first episode, if you guys remember, when we we did, it was the Peggy Carter's Captain America. Um, first time I watched the name it, is Captain Carter. Okay, so <laughs> first time I watched it, you know, I said, "Oh wow, this is you know an A minus." And then the second time I watched, it, I didn't like it as much, and so you know, I, I think I dropped it down to like a B or something. Now this one had the opposite effect because I I chose not to watch these multiple times, but this one I had to watch multiple times. So the first time I watched it, for the reasons I said earlier, it was, you know, at best to see because I that part bothered me so much with the repeating. On the on the rewatch, even when I was thinking about it in between, you know, it's an A. So, you know, that I guess that equals out to a B plus. But um, yeah, this is this one has has the emotion and the technical. It's just that I really I don't know. I'd, I'd like to hear in the comments if anybody else feels the same way on that repeating pattern, because that could just be a me. I'm sure it's just a me thing, but I'm sure it is. Sub, you <laughs> see the world with different eyes than anybody I know, and it's <laughs> wonderful. I'll take it. Okay, so we'll see you all next week. And what do you know what's next week there? Next there? week is what if Thor is banished to Earth, but he is still worthy of the mantle? <gasps> I'm looking forward to this one. So until next time, I'm Dub. I'm here with Satomi. I'm here with Courtney. Keep on geeking on, guys, and we'll see you next week. You have been listening to the latest episode of the iHeart Geek Show. Make sure you visit our website at www.iheartgeekshow.com. Make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And if you check us out on YouTube, make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And keep on geeking on to all of you geek rock stars.